With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Louisiana Swamplands. Out here, you're either lunch or you're enjoying it. Make sure you end up on top with the all-powerful lineup of Kia SUVs, like the Telluride Sportage and Sorento, equipped with available all-wheel drive, higher ground clearance, and the interior capacity to bring everything you need. So you'll always remain more than a gator's length ahead. Visit your local Kia dealer today to find your next adventure in our ever-capable lineup of SUVs. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Get ready to experience the rhythm and entertainment of Las Vegas on the top 10 of Canela Music with a top selection of Latin artists performing this summer in the entertainment capital of the world. Watch free on Canela Music. Download the app. Presented by Las Vegas. Hello and welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here on the podcast this week. Uh, we've got Luke Thompson. All right, guys. <laughs> yeah, hello, hello. everyone. Uh, Stu Hall. It's a comedy button here today. Yeah. Hello, by the way. There we go. Rocking the beard, Adam Price. One's your. Is it because it's winter? Yeah, so... You've got a bit of James Emery beard. Yeah. yeah. I just need the hair now. I don't to get that. I think even so fans get in there though. There's, yeah. there's some product. I can in see there. James Henry. I'm surely, I've, I've surely surpassed Tommy Rowe for haircut quality. So next step is Richard. St- oh, I can't even say Richard Stevens. I'm not even there anymore. Can I? No, so no, literally, no. there's only James Henry left. Perhaps. Let's all take a minute to. Siggy's making a comeback Stiggy. though. <laughs> so you got Siggy to compete. Yeah, yeah. Well, you look at me for the Siggy thing then. But yeah, I see. I see the James Henry in that. There is. Yeah. There is definitely doppelganger uh, style there with James Henry. I'll take that to the back. Who, who takes best hair in the world crowd when Siggy officially returns? Does it naturally go back to Siggy or does he has he got to really fight it off from James Henry? Um I mean, you know, if if Stone Cold Steve Austin came back to WWE, he's probably come back now, I've just said that, hasn't he? Already. Uh, not really, no. Then, you know, he's he's got to be intercontinental champion just straight away, hasn't he? <laughs> Give me the belt. Yeah. So I think Siggy just you know, he just takes his, his crown. Why would you why would you lower his belt? Why, why, why the instinct? Because it was the first one that came to my head, the Intercontinental. <laughs> Not like Cruiserweight, just bring that back. You wouldn't be Cruiserweight there, would you? Hardcore champion, maybe. <sighs> did, it, did it do European at one point? Yeah, yeah, the British Bulldog was European champion for a while, wasn't it? Him and Owen Hart, the hardcore fight in the sky. <laughs> you know, at the start of the season, we did a poll, uh, a survey or feedback for the podcast, and the one standout thing was, can you stop talking about wrestling? So for the next 20 minutes, we're going to dedicate it to... Uh, <laughs> more interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. Ooh, Let's talk about Hell in a Cell. It's a good pay-per-view. Oh, did you watch it? No. no. I just saw clips on YouTube. Oh, OK. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know who's in wrestling nowadays. Throw me some names and I'll tell you. Ravishing Rick Rude. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> no. 
Three more. Go on, three oh, more. Okay. I mean, yeah, okay. John Cena. Everyone knows John Cena. Yeah. Brock Lesnar's probably in there. A bit part time. Mankind. Is he still in there? No. Legion of Doom. No. Tatonka. <laughs> Papa Shango. Oh, what a reflect. <laughs> Papa Shango. I just imagine people just scroll, skipping through this <laughs> off now. When are they going to stop talking? You know, like, you know who's on Friday? Willing all bats. Willing all baths? Yeah. Tatonka. No. He, actually, Tatonka was. Rest, I'm sure Tatonka was wrestling in the Midlands about a month or two ago. Ted DiBiase. No way. Was he the Million Dollar Man? Willing all bats, Friday. Well, this, this is about Thursday. Frankest road trip. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get on to uh, football things then. Uh, we're going to talk about the game against Borough and preview the game of the weekend against Blues. But firstly, injury news. Courtney Horse is out for up to six weeks following his injury at the weekend. That adds on to Nuadiko, Ebank Zandel, Van der Parra, who's now also out injured with a knee injury, and Dominic Cook is a doubt for the weekend as well. Let's talk defensive crisis. It's Everything is falling apart at the seams. We have literally got three senior defenders left. We can go to forever about Richard Stearman. So let's try and hold it back as much as we can. Um, <laughs> what do Wolves do defensively now? Because this is um, ridiculous. I, I dare say what's going on because we know what's going on because people are injured. But it's come to a point now where we've got three senior defenders and you couldn't reasonably pick a defence for, uh, for Saturday lunchtime. It's going to get to the point where... I think it'd be like Saturday, like Connor Cody, centre half, which mm. I, I'm thinking that's that's a recipe for a yeah, yeah, actually, slight he disaster. Played, he played better in defence than he did in midfield. Uh, who was it? Graham last week who was saying that Connor Cody was actually yeah, a yeah, centre he, half. They have to mention he was a centre half at Liverpool. Wasn't yeah, it? Well, out. I mean, when you've not played there for five, six years, it, it, it's completely different, isn't it? You know, it you're not going to turn up and go, right, lads, I've got this. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think for a club of our size to to be in such a position. It's criminal, mm. you know. We, a professional team shouldn't be okay. Yeah, yeah. You do get unfortunate with injuries at times, but to have three fit senior defenders for a team in the championship, I just—it's inexcusable. But we're only professional on paper, though. That's the problem. <laughs> There's nothing professional about Wolverhampton we'll Wanderers football we'll at all. But it doesn't give young Des Londres an opportunity. Mm. Which spoiler, I did put it by. Uh, one to look out for in the uh, fancast predictions at the start of the season. Where exactly would he play? Like, he's being a left back. He's, yeah, he's got Bourne's position. I'm sure I read an interview that he has, he has played centre back before. Oh. So you oh, have him next to. <laughs> so you <laughs> find out with Cody for the third favourite position of their career. <laughs> yeah. to play it's, it's, it's like Sunday football, you know, when you're struggling for a player, so you ring what he makes out of bed, and then the manager's like, Where do you play, mate? Well, play anywhere you know and then you play in centre half and then <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what it's going to be you like. wonder someone else's name they <laughs> yeah. is it not feasible to somehow play three at the back with Doty Goldborn and <laughs> we took on Brendan Doty Goldborn and Bart is that such a ridiculous notion or could it be done but it could be done but I wouldn't like well, to see the outcome no <laughs> no, 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 no. Burn was a wing back at Swindon two years but ago but then you play, you'd have to play Doty and, and Goldborn as like centre halves along the middle <laughs> or oh. could you not somehow create the new formation of one three <laughs> two three one with Danny Bart the one to the goalkeeper, oh, and then all, a, all we need, and then a three protecting Danny Bart? I mean, it's, it, just the conversation is, is ludicrous, <laughs> but it's it's that, reality. That's the picture we're in. You know what I mean? It's like we're all laughing and joking and, and coming up with with mad formations, but it's it, 
it could, you know, if it happened mm. at the moment, you wouldn't be like, I mean, you wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> you wouldn't be shocked, would you? You'd just be like, oh, wolves that. Yeah. It's. I mean, I've just all out attack. That's the only, the only way. It's, it's it's just hard to describe that we've let ourselves get into such a position because the fans saw it coming as soon as we called it the summer didn't we yeah. Yeah. a lack of defence we all called it and then as soon as Steeman was sold what was the first thing get a mouse fan mouse fans mouth you know what if we pick up a couple of injuries we could see it a mile off and you know obviously Jackett's not that stupid that and, and his team you know they would have seen it a mile off as well but to actually do nothing about it but then if to get rid of Steeman and bring in another experienced defender who are at a premium at a premium of course what's that say about Steeman why why then sell the guy who's won all these awards the previous season. Are you almost saying that Stephen's not good enough for this club? That's why we brought this guy in. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Unless we brought someone in, everyone went, "Whoa, yeah, look at this guy." I mean, it's just a dangerous game, isn't it? Planning your season with five senior defenders—is that what we would have had? Oh, look, Goldburn, Doherty, Baffy, Van Flandel, Horse. Are you kind of getting Van Flandel though, really? Because he'd, he'd, he'd he would have had half a season. But, I mean, it's still, that's five senior defenders. When you're playing four, you know, you're an injury or suspension away from from the bare bones, mm. which, being a defender, chances are you're going to pick up at least one suspension over the season. So, it's, I, I just mm. don't, I don't know what the thinking is from, from the powers that be in regards to the defence. I mean, uh, there's been not much talk about Strengthening either, I say. Well, Wolves have said they are trying to get someone in on loan um, quickly. And by the time this podcast goes out, maybe that Wolves have put someone in, which will be quite annoying because that seems to always happen when we do a podcast. Does anybody off the top of their head know of anyone that they would think, you know what, I wouldn't mind this guy coming on loan? Because I can't really. I've seen Mike Williamson's name being bandied around with Newcastle. I've never really rated him, but beggars can't be choosers, really, can they? But he, that's another thing. What, why would the state there in? Why, why would they let someone like that I go? don't think he's playing. That's the problem. I yeah. still think if someone like Mike Williamson was available, I would. He'd be the best I would, the I, would, I would definitely take him, to be fair. But then, I mean, you're asking them to come in for what and play, what, three, four games tops before, hopefully, and I offer his back or. Mm. Ebank stand well. Ebank stand probably a bit longer on with his injury. So I often was saying four to six weeks, aren't we? So yeah. hopefully, might be back for start of December. So that's the whole of November. So you're asking them to play four, four, five games tops, and then we send we send them back. So, yeah. but if we if we mentioned if Williamson is a kind of guy, one of the Leicester defenders who's not playing at the minute's been mentioned. I forget name escapes me right now. But I think that if they're if we, we can get them, then, well, obviously we clearly need them, so we'll go and get them, but there's no, nothing concrete has, has, has come out at the moment. And I could be making up a name completely, but is that Leicester Stavendous someone like Alcatraz or something around that name? He's not like Leicester, is he? He'd never get in, that was that the former Wigan. <laughs> hey! <laughs> um, I'm probably making that name up. He's played for Wigan, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Is it Everton, isn't it? I'm sure he's at Everton. Happening, we'll, we'll get same by saying, yeah, we've tried, we've tried our best. Our best is not good enough. People are not willing to get, give us. It's going to be the same old balls every single time we have these kind of problems. They are good. They are good for a stock statement, aren't they? Yeah. Balls. <laughs> just bring the, bring the one out from last summer and the summer before and the summer before that. You know they've just got to go out. It's got to the point where they just go go out and get someone. 
But that's me. People just got to accept. We're in such a desperate situation. It doesn't matter who it is. If we bring them in, we bring them in. Just got to accept the situation. They just need to grow a pair. If that's if they're seriously listening. I don't mean what I mean fans. No, no, no. This is what I mean. Everyone, I'll react to it every single minutia of everything that happens at the club. So you just need to grow up. Sometimes the state we're in at the minute. I mean, I don't know if I put it on Twitter or not, but this that performance on Tuesday, Wednesday was as bad as when we got relegated last time. Mm. And it's more than feasible that it can happen again, that we can't really can't be choosy about anything like that. Casper Gorks. He'll come back in there. <laughs> and but, no one can say a word. <laughs> but, I mean, going back to sort of blues and defence, on a serious note, what can you see the team being? Well, the defence being? In seriousness, if we don't bring anyone by Saturday, it'll be the same defence that ended the game. You think Conor Cody will start? Yeah. yeah, I can't see how else. Desandes will be on the bench. He has to be. Mm-hmm. He won't put any of the kids on the bench. It's got. It's, I can't unless he plays three at the back, like I kind of said before. I can't see how else he's going to do it unless he plays Doty in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't suicide. Yeah, you know. I think if I offer hadn't well, I offer could still play. He's a doubt. There is a possibility that because I offers also been touted as a centre back, he'd probably play I offer in the middle. But I wouldn't want to play I offer in the middle. But then you'd have I offer on the, the left hand side of defence because yeah. Bath wouldn't move, which has been the problem before with Ivan um, Sandel when he had to move for Bath in the first place. Mm. And when Steam when he played with Steam and he was superb at the end of last season. Steam. <laughs> <laughs> start, he started out as a centre half, didn't he? I offer. Mm. Yeah. It's just that he clearly has. The attributes and athleticism of being a right back. Mm. So I don't know whether we'll get some amazing runs from him out of centre half. That's where we're playing. But um, like a young Rio, Guardian Lescott esque, when he was more agile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, defender crisis is probably going to last as long as we till we bring somebody in or somebody recovers from injury quite quickly. Uh, we'll see what. So on Saturday, Wolves made it three consecutive defeats with a 3-1 home loss team. Middlesbrough, Dave Edwards uh, set the scoring initially, but then goals from Fabrini, Lebita and Downing gave Middlesbrough the win. Um, before we kind of go into goal analysis and stuff like that, um, some people said after the game that um, for the first six minutes, Wolves actually played, you know, all right. And it was you could have seen it as one of those games of how did we lose that? If... There hadn't been all these previous results and the fact that we've got to be a defensive crisis. Could you have actually said of that game that it was just a defeat, chalk it off? Is it because of what's been going on recently that people have kind of perhaps taken it far much out of context as it was? Or was it just that poor? It was better than the, the Wednesday. Yeah. Because we're not even talking about that. No. no. It was even better than Wednesday. So it was an improvement on Wednesday, which... Wasn't difficult. Were men in black erasing that out of our minds? Let's talk at a borough. I know what you mean. That it was it was much improved. Yeah. But except Jeff Price didn't start, so no price, no points. Mm-hmm. We did play okay, and but it was just a kick in the teeth that first mm. that nonsense again. And I don't think Martinez was at fault for that. I think Danny Bath got turned way too easily, and he had his back. Yeah, he's batting all. He was shepherding him perfectly fine. And then, he, if you watch it again, he, he seems to sidestep at the cross, and Fabrini just hit it. And to me, it looked like Martinez was wrong-footed, and he, he tried to claw it out. Mm. And it, because I was in back in the pool A's after the match, and they said one of the guys who sits in the north bank said he went under his arm, 
no, I don't think no, it's, it's a good yard away from him, wasn't it? Yeah, I think when I watched it on the on the Sunday morning, it looked like he was reaching that far across that he was trying to claw it out. But mm. I don't think he had any blame towards that, really. But it, it was just a, a sucker blow because mm. we had been playing relatively well-ish mm. up until that point, and it just not the stuff in us. And then from then on, they looked like they could have scored every time they went forward. And Borough hadn't scored in three games previous to that as well. Of course, which is always the wall. Well, you know, if you need a goal or you need points, yeah. we'll gift wrap it for you when you come to Molyneux if you need it. Do you not think it's a bit 2014-esque that we're conceding and heads are dropping and we look like we've had every ounce of confidence sucked out of us, which is a concern for me? Would you say it's 2012-2013? Which is the season we went down. Yeah. Okay. Would you say it's a bit 2012-2013-esque <laughs> how we're conceding and then heads are dropping, yes. confidence yes, just looks shot, which is a massive concern. Which is surprising given the fact that before the, again it's international break, before the international break, McDonald's signed his deal, everything seemed to be working. And now all of a sudden, a couple of defeats, it's gone back to that again. Uh, Edwards' first goal, well worked goal. Seemed to well, he, he, that typifies Dave Edwards. That was that goal, yeah. just arriving at the right time. Course goals. I think it was it was <laughs> a rare foray forward. I think he got goal ball and got forward that much mm. in, in the game. So it was a rare venture forward for him and uh, great cross. Edwards just just does what he does lo- what he loves to do. I mean, I I've knocked him a bit over the years, but I, I'm, I'm he's warming. I'm, I'm warming to him now, isn't it? <laughs> ever so slightly because. Um, Especially at this level, he's, he's, he's always there with his well well time mm. run. So, I think Afobi was quite close to getting on the end of it as well. But I mean, Edwards was making his well time runs behind, and yeah, I think it's a well, really well worked goal. We do seem to miss him so much now. It's ridiculous when he's not in the team. Those you know corridor uncertainty, those late runs, mm. it just and his hard work and his you know Ethiopian Dave kind of style. But really, <laughs> you know, we, we joke about it, you know, when you know we we do miss it. It's it, it, this is someone who only two or three years ago has probably been ridiculed people are like why have we still got Dave Edwards now if he's available he's one of the first names in the team but he can only play in that position that's the point when he when he was shifted off to the, on the left hand side at the start of the season to replace Sacco with a great headline <laughs> or even when he was in the middle two with yeah, and Donald it, mm. does, it just doesn't it doesn't work then it doesn't work and he has, and he has creative freedom to roam mm. in a special Dave way and when he's doing that he's superb and then the Fabi can actually play up front, which is what he's supposed to be doing, and not sacrifice. The no start for Price, which we've talked about, obviously no Price, no points. But for that first hour, something was clicking with Cody McDonald, surely? Well, it must have been working. It was working to a point that Cody nearly got sent off and probably should have been sent off. Because mm. even though McDonald was playing deeper, Cody was chasing around after everyone and doing the hassle and harassment that Price normally does. But then you got two players sharing Price's workload. Why not just leave Price there? Why have to mess with things? That's, that was m- my point about it all. That you, she, because his face doesn't feel. And I said it might be because he's, Jackie's done it every single year. Maybe just because he didn't sort of sign him, he, he don't fancy him. That's all I can think why. Because everyone else seems to think, well, put Price in there. Everyone, the defence, however bad it is, is better when he's in front. Mm. So, and then. He's going to be forced into it again, and then he'll be back with it. It does come to a point where you think with Price has something happened off the pitch because on the pitch, like you say, he, he performs. It, it it changes the team so much, and then it makes him. If you start in Cody, which I guess I know he signed him, and does he need to give him game time? But 
it's quite obvious that Price is performing better in that position. He keeps using the, the excuse of he, he chooses to have a more battling midfield in the middle of the park, which is fine, but when he gets to the point where he's, all, he's getting sent off, where he has already been sent off once, mm. it very nearly happened again in Middlesbrough, to what cost do you want that battling midfielder? Where you, you could have Jack Price in, who's keep, start, he basically starts all our attacks, doesn't he, Jack Price? Mm. Uh, he's, he's a safe, solid player. So really... What we want some points, so we want Jack Price in our team. Yeah. <laughs> and we want it now. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. On, on when he came on on Tuesday night, on Wednesday night, he was, he was man he of the changed, match. He changed the game, didn't he? He was yeah. man of the match, and he was only on for half an hour or so. Hmm. It was ridiculous, and it is ridiculous until he's back in the team. <laughs> uh, Midsborough obviously equalised uh, with uh, Fabrini, and then the penalty. Stupid. It was, was it a penalty? Yes, yeah. it was. Okay, and explain why. Why was it a penalty? I think it was very inside the acting. Well, that's a simple reason. <laughs> Someone else can provide a more Gary Neville style, you know, <laughs> deep analysis. Because no, let's stop it here. Watch where his leg is. <laughs> Nathan Byrne suddenly decided he wanted to emulate Eddie Gordo from Tekken Three, and completely just hack him down for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Nice little Tekken Three. I mean, there. I mean, fair play. You ran about twenty, thirty yards to put in that awful challenge. He really, really, really ran quite, quite far, to, and you could tell he was. I mean, what time of the game was it? About seventy fifth minute or something. So I don't know if he was, don't know if he was tired or something. But he did, he did run quite a long way to completely <laughs> swipe the legs. He just nailed him. him. He, 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 he was one of the things that you see on Twitter, the Sunday league football. Mm. <laughs> what are you doing? Where where's your brain gone? There's no. He want he want like he was going to be last man. Yeah, you take it sending off. Mm. He was going nowhere. The ball was probably going out. And I'm, he, I'm sure he nearly gave away a penalty on in the game because I remember him. Same sort of scenario, and it was coming into the middle, meeting the Middlesbrough player, but because Burns so lightweight, I think he just bounced off the Middlesbrough <laughs> player, and the Middlesbrough player stumbled and carried on. If that was anyone else, it probably would have been a penalty. So he probably fancied his chances again, Burn, and, and he took it took him all this time. Right? How many penalties have we given away? Well, this, this is the point I was going to come to. My calculations, or by the fact that I've added up penalties, have shown this is the fifth penalty already that we've given away this season. What what is? Can anyone give it out? Like me dare saying can anyone give an answer to that but you know that's an excessive amount of penalties in what 12 10, 11, yeah, 12 games a season mean. it's ridiculous <laughs> it's just ridiculous oh, yeah. you it's shouldn't be giving away five a season really should you no yeah, five in the first quarter mm. and, and if, if you look at the penalties none of them have been really debated well okay maybe um, the one at Derby but all the others have just been Star Wars. No, I think that the one at Derby was. Do you think Star? Yeah. I don't know about Star Wars. I think, I think you, if you're going to do that, if you're going to block someone off, like I mean, you're asking for trouble. I think the one at Derby, you've seen them not given, whereas the rest, you've got Bolton was an obvious. Oh one. well, that's the worst one I've ever seen given away. <laughs> it was shocking. Um, Hall, what was Hall's penalty? Um, it was wasn't it Hall's a block or something or a push in the box? It was from a corner, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so they're all like schoolboy mm. petty. There's Brighton as well. They had a penalty. Then we remember Brighton's foul. Go in your mind, Palace, and <laughs> rewind it. We'll say it was no. debatable. We'll say it was debatable. But yeah, think penalties. It's it just shows mm. the, the the inexperience inexperience of the football decisions that have led us to have this, this team of children. At the back, <laughs> <laughs> which is kindergarten school. At, at the, the end of the match, someone rings a bell. <laughs> Class dismissed. <laughs> You're all got detention. Stay back. A uh, burn started at the weekend. Burn baby burn. Oh, apart from the penalty thing, how did he do in general? He burnt out. 
Mm. I don't think he's very good at all. I didn't. Th- I didn't see anything there that he warranted the start over James Henry. Put it that way. I, 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 I know he's fast. He was. We were told that straight away, and that was quite evidence. But as far as using the trick to get past the player or something, I didn't see anything like that at all. I didn't see much end product either from. Perhaps more of an impact player, someone to come on last 20 minutes at yeah. the moment. In, at Fulham, Fulham away, he was great in the first half. And then he was took off and then Aljo came on instead of him. And he's still really quite young, so mm. he might not have the legs, however silly that sounds, for 90 minutes. And he has been playing in League One, not mm. the Championship. So to expect him to... I mean, he's been here, what, a month and what, six weeks, something like that, mm. to step up and play 90 minutes... It might be a bit too far. So, do you know, say if you was unemployed, say for about three months, and you got a job, could you say, i got the legs for 35 hours a week, mate. Can you just ease me in, maybe? 25? I just think it's a poor excuse not to be able to have the legs for 90 minutes oh, when right, you're okay. a professional Fresh, athlete yeah. and you train five well, times a week. Yeah, but he's been training in Swindon, not a so-called championship-level club. That's mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. That it's, it's a different, it's a step up that might not, it might be too soon. Mm. That's all I mean. No, the intensity of how Tony, the, the, the league's spot on. <laughs> You're trying to say the intensity, yeah, intensity yeah, yeah, yeah. of how the leagues go up. Yeah, yeah, it's just he might be slightly too soon for him, but I was, I was really disappointed with him on Saturday. Really disappointed, considering the, the amount of stick that the Dutch wizard has, and he was awful as well. Oh. But yeah. I don't think Burnham's any better. Disappointing that VLP's out now for three weeks. No. Yes. <laughs> No. Is that serious? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I feel sorry for the guy. Yeah. I do. There's something there. We, what, well, it's, it's, I think there is something there. It just doesn't. Just, just, how long can you keep saying that though until yeah. you expect to see something? Because you can keep saying that over and over again. Yeah. Everyone was giving him a hug and all sorts when they, when you come off. It's strange. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was quite strange. But um, perhaps they just wanted to work for him. You know, they, they, maybe he's just putting the hours in and it's just not. Coming up on the pitch, yeah. but Some, it, sometimes it just doesn't work. Yeah. Players, we have seen him do it though. The first three or four games of last season, he did play well. And whoever came out of that infamous phrase, of the "world's best Dutchman" or whatever it was, I think it was a Ben Husband. Yeah, 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 little name check for Ben there. He was he was good, and then something happened, and he's just he's just turned into Dick Van Dyke. Mm. Who's Dick Van Dyke? Who's Dick? What? Van Dijk? Did he play centre off or Southampton? <laughs> <laughs> No, who's Dick Van Dyke? Mary Poppins. Not Mary Poppins, the guy in Mary Poppins. Okay. And the guy who puts on a really poor English accent. I've never watched Mary Poppins. Sunday afternoon, it'll be on one time. Just just watch it five minutes in the background. Have you never watched Dog Nancy's Murder? Never heard of it. Is it a chitty chitty bang murder? Nah. Oh, God. What did you do as a child? (laughs) Just watch football, mate. Um, Downey got the third goal. Nice little free kick, wasn't it? Really, yeah, oh, it was. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I think it's a from, from an Edith free kick, but I mean, from the yeah, an Edith foul, but it was a textbook free Stuart Downey free kick, wasn't it? Really, that's the difference, always, isn't it? This, this is the thing because we would we said we were doing well up until what the seventh, sixtieth, seventeenth minute, but that's when around the time that they threw on Albert Adoma and Stuart Downey, mm-hmm. which is something that we can only dream of doing, really. So when say threw on two of their better players, mm. but then the pendulum kind of swung and like Derby, wasn't it? When they they had a look at their bench. Well, it's the have and have nots, yeah. isn't it? Really, isn't it? I mean, I think we, most of Derby's bench could probably get in our team, and maybe certainly Domer and Downing could get mm. in their team. So that, that just shows the quality and the money that's gone into both of those teams' squads, and they'll probably be promoted for it. Anyone else come out well at the game on Saturday? 
at all? <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> no? There must be something. He seemed to play all right to a point. McDonald, I, thought, I thought McDonald was steady. Yeah. Um, playing, but he was, again, playing for more withdrawn. He didn't have half the impact that he would have when he's in more position. But saying that he did he did his job well, he stayed there and he didn't run around, he didn't get lost in possession or anything like that. So I think Edwards gets a lot of bit of credit for me as well. Mm. Um, well he was man of, he was man corporate man of the match, wasn't he? I think corporate corporate, balls. corporate man of the match. But who was the fans man of the match? That's what we wanted. Who was the working class fan <laughs> of the match? <laughs> <laughs> who had who had heard that rattler <laughs> rattling it around? Waving the caps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Forms a big montage of the player that wins the thing. <laughs> Andy, what hand to wonder us? Google for what hand to wonder And the ball crossing. Oh, let's go! <laughs> David Edwards with a fine header. They'll be singing like that for all years to come. <laughs> You can now download that off the Pathy um, news archives. Now. I'd love to see a old school 1920s commentary of a modern game. Yeah, yeah, it'd be quite oh, funny actually. I'd like someone to. Can we just do get one of the uh, fancast special days. You've had your commentary training. You could, do yeah. We, what do with we, that voice? Yeah, the whole, whole game like that. Without, so, break, so, without breaking character. So, if all ever listeners to this podcast, which I don't doubt they do. If they've got up to this point, we're now asking, can we do a, a commentary game in the future? But we will promise to do it all in 1920s. And you've got, you've got to call, you refer to wingers as outside rights. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. So if you're listening there, give us that gig and we'll promise to do it in a novelty 1920s way. Uh, where were we? Where were we? Um, overall, with Middlesbrough then, OK, we lost. Um, oh, no, that was what I was going to make. There were some right chances at the end. We could have at least oh, drawn yeah. Jack Price's header. Off the line. James Henry had a shot. Oh, they had one off the line as well, didn't they? Would they get? Because James Henry didn't he have a shot not so long after the Edwards goal in the second half. Couldn't that have changed the game and cemented the the win if he'd scored? Yeah, I think was it? He was crossing to it, cut across to him, and then um, I think it was from like six, seven yards out. I think he should have scored. Mm. He really he, he gave the kick. One of those shots where you think was it a good good save or was it a poor shot? Mm. It was probably a bit of both actually. He, he should have. He, that should have reached the back of the net for sure. Um, and Jack Price, I mean, he, he's doubly gutty because when does he ever have a shot on goal mm. normally? Um, and the phobia did have, I think he had a chance. He snapped sadly and went over the bar, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, wasn't that a three-one down? We even Danny Bart had a chance as well that was yeah, close that was right another at one. The end. So at least yeah. Wolves were were trying at the end. They were throwing the bodies forward. But could we take a positive from that performance at least going to Blues at the weekend? That's the only positive you can take because you know full well defensive errors have cost us again. Mm. Bath for the first one being turned, stupid penalty, then giving away a silly foul, free kick goal. So that's three goals that could have quite easily been prevented and a draw against middle, so it might, might have slashed a late slash snatched a late winner. Everyone would have been relatively well okay, smiley, I suppose, mm. but again it's just defensive mistakes and you know full well that it's gonna happen again because we've got no one left. So it's the game of the weekend, it's the first part of this season's derby with Blues at St Andrews on Saturday lunchtime, it's on Sky I've been foretold as well, which is good, so away day excuses this week will be quite a good run once again. 
Um, Gary Rowitz, Birmingham, we, we've talked about this many times on the podcast this season, doing exceptionally well. Um, they were up to second at one point this season, but I believe they lost the weekend, did, did they? Yeah, uh, uh, and they're down sixth place in the league. Um, probably not the best time to take on a, a Birmingham moment, uh, considering our team selection. We've talked about it at the start of the podcast, gentlemen. So let's do team selection. Let's start with constructing the defence. <laughs> Honestly, at, at this moment now, if we don't bring anyone in alone, because obviously we do, that they've sure to go straight into the, the starting eleven. Um, what uh, starting eleven would you have? Firstly, in goal, would you keep Martinez, or is it now time to once again switch it to Akimi? I'd keep Martinez. Hmm? You got, you got to keep him in. I don't, I don't think he's done that bad. I really don't. People just want to get on his back. Yeah, mm. just because he's not Akimi, it's not a Danny bad situation. Just because he's not like he's not one of ours. Yeah, I think the the with the crux being that we're probably not going to keep him mm. yeah. this season. Mm. Then the point is, well, and again, the lack of experience in that general back line. Saying, mm. well, we've got an experienced keeper sat on the bench, but we're playing this guy who's not ours. He's going to go back at the end of the season. So every mistake that he makes will be seized upon and uh, scrutinised to the nth degree. Mm. But on the other side but, of it, he is here, so why not use him? Well, yeah, that is, that is the point. But what he probably. Again, this is up for a debate whether or not he has the attributes that are better than Carlo Kimi, mm. but now the jacket's finally settled on him, he should stick with him because, as you said, he hasn't he hasn't made too many too many mistakes. Oh. And he has got, he has got the highest amount of saves in the championship. There's an actual stat. Which, yeah, one, that's, that's which you one. can also flip on itself and yeah. go, why has he got stuff? Stop messing and shoot to their keeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, the the back line. Three, four, three, one, three, two, one. We you know two, two. Um, who do you? Well, obviously, Bart. You would have said Bart Doherty and Goldborn are going to be cemented. It's just that one little position. How do you feel that? Given no loney. You know when Big George went to play the centre half that once, mm-hmm. and he was awful. Are you suggesting bring George Ellicott back for one <laughs> celebrity edition? <laughs> <laughs> He'd be better than the alternative of putting goalboard in like on, like on WWE when they give old wrestlers like a one night contract for pay per view. So you give him like a one game contract. He'd do it for free. No, all I was going to say is it's not beyond the realms of Jackie's incredible mind to put goalboard in the middle. No, he couldn't never play goalboard in the middle. He, he wouldn't. He, wouldn't he? No, he wouldn't. <laughs> he wouldn't. <laughs> no way would he. I think I thought I often will probably play even if he's only like seventy percent fit, oh. which and the <laughs> you can see it coming. He'll play seventy percent fit and he'll Break get properly leg. injured. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we'll this will be like this, the deepest, darkest mm. night defensive nightmare that we've ever had. What day is it? That's Tuesday. Isn't it? Day recording is Tuesday. Yes. Yeah, we've got four days to bring somebody in. Surely, surely somebody will come in on loan. Didn't we have so many months to bring a striker in at one point? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. I mean, could one of the under twenty one step up? But I don't. That's why I don't know whether they're really experienced or good enough, with all due respect to them, to go to a championship level straight away. I think that crop of players we had with like Oilford and Hawes were just so ahead, perhaps of that group. That's why they got stepped up. Because remember, last season it wasn't injury wise; it was form wise. Why we brought in Hawes and I offer, and you look back at it now and go, Well, that's a fantastic decision. And them two could still play in the other 21s, mm. so they are their group. So, underneath that, you're looking at 17 year olds and 17, 18 year olds putting them into a, a derby. I know it's been dumped, it, 
mad, this kind of madness has happened before, but would you rather ruin some some kid's career or just get some clogger in, mm-hmm. just to stop the gap for a bit? We shall see. Um, middle of the park, midfield, Price is the obvious it's one. It's got to be Price and McDonald. Price and McDonald, definitely. And on the wings, who will we have? I'd bring Henry in probably. Um, How would you? Don't like him. I don't think he's good enough. No. But then, again, we have no other <laughs> options. Yeah. Apart from Burn. Oh, actually, um, Jordan Brown's come back. Oh, yeah. Yes, Jordan Brown has come back off the line, hasn't he? He's been recalled. So there's there must be a suggestion he's going to be in the squad, surely. Yeah, I think maybe he's playing the centre. Jordan Graves centre. <laughs> <laughs> I think you probably have got to go for Aljo, and then just hope Graham has a stormer when he comes on after seventy minutes. Jordan Graham's one of those players who has got better that he hasn't played. Because a lot of the art online um, <laughs> yeah. viewpoint is that he's going to be like I don't know, Aaron Ronaldo or something. <laughs> We're currently being Oxford's Ronaldo and he's back with us. But a lot of people want want to see him play, especially because we've not solved the Sacco question. So he's... Is he left-footed? Jordan Graham? I don't know if he is. But he seems to be... The general consensus is that we should be giving him a go and he should be in. So he'll be in the squad, like you say, at least. Mm. But you're probably looking at Henry Edwards and I think he, I think he probably will go for Ojo. For balance, and then a phobia up top, top on his own with Edwards as a, a supporting number. Yes, that we're saying it does work better, doesn't it? With a phobia, yeah. he, he just needs to be in the box. I don't yeah. see the, the reasoning in, in asking him to come so deep and, and and try and build play. For me, mm. a phobia's got to be in the 18 yard box with the wingers providing mm. him or the number 10. Just give him the ball, just give him the ball and let him do what he does because he, he's a fantastic finisher. Mm. In, in and around the 18-yard boxes, you know, there's not many better in the division, and I feel we've, we're wasting him by, by playing him deep. We're almost offering him up to better teams on a plate by yeah. not providing the service he needs. But on the other side, though, you could think that he might bring Lafondra back just to hold the ball up. And Lafondra uh, can't hold the ball up, though. Well, no, he, at, Fulham, <laughs> at Fulham, he did actually hold the ball up really well. It's the one time I've only seen it, because, again, on Saturday, he was awful when he came on. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I saw it, I saw the, the, that Brentford game, and I, I don't yeah. obviously want to touch on it too much. That <laughs> horror show, but it was I almost wept of tears of sadness, stroke anger when I saw that we were dumping long balls up to Adam Lafondre, mm. and it just kept coming back. I thought, what are we doing? So I, I didn't. I haven't saw him hold the ball up too well at the minute, but I mean, um, well, I've seen it. I've, I've seen it once. So even even the broken clock runs twice a day, so <laughs> maybe loses his other one. I, mean, I, I think with Edwards, you know, he, he has got his doubters, um, but I think he brings a better game out of a Falby mm-hmm. than Lafondra would. So for me, I'd play Edwards to get a better game out yeah. of a Falby. No, that's what I, don't get me wrong, that's what um, I, I'd do as well, but you just got to get him in his mindset, he does strange things sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that would, that wouldn't be under the realms of possibility to do something. Oh like no, that. Pos- yeah, yeah, totally agree. What do we think of um, Birmingham City so far this season? They have done far better than we probably imagined. They're, they're annoying. I mean, you look, no, because you look yeah. at, at Birmingham squad, and I'll, I know football's not played on paper, but they're not better than, than us. Mm. But but that's what Gary Rowett does, and that's the difference. Yeah. that's the difference. You have got players that are committed, want to play, want to do well, and that's where we're. Well, obviously, we're falling short with like defenders and mm. and wing options, but no, I think there's a couple of players who 
could be performing a lot better than this this season than mm. what they have. And you know, I think they need to take a little look in the mirror and have a word with themselves and 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 ask themselves why are they underperforming so badly this season. Now I saw the I think it was today we said that Clayton Donaldson's got a call to the Jamaica squad for Blues. With all the respect to the Jamaica squad, it makes me think. Who's ahead of Clayton Donaldson to get to the Jamaica squad? Probably John Burton still knocking him in for old J.A. But um, again, like Donaldson for me, I personally think he's <laughs> But he's playing under a manager who's, who's, who's got him playing. Mm. You know, would you have Donaldson or a Falby? You'd have a Falby all day long, wouldn't you? But, but we'd, say the same, we'd say the same thing about Bournemouth last season. Mm. Look at their squad and they're, mm. they're rightly getting thrashed every week. It's superb. <laughs> <laughs> no one gets that with mental penalties. Mm. And gets away with it. They will be bottom of the league by March. But yeah, their their squad. You look at them. Their first team, apart from you, know, Wilson and a few standout ones. A lot of them are just standard football league cloggers, same as Birmingham. But you get them to gel together, and, and it it's, works. It in just needs to show what good management yeah. of mm. players can do. Like I say, you look at Burnley, Burnley, Birmingham's first team and all the nonsense going on with the ownership in the mm. background. You think how are they possibly doing so well? But I think. To the to the day that Rowe got put in charge to now, I mean it's hardly he's hardly put a yeah. foot wrong, has he? It just shows what a good manager can do with a set of players. I think with Rowe as well, he knows the limits of his squad, and he's not asking them to do any more than what they're limited to. He's, a, t- he's a tactician. That's that's why he works and so well. And if Jacket can be out tactically, no, Jacket can be tactically out thought by Lee Carsley, <laughs> then I've got major concerns of what. Gary Rowe will do to him. Mm. He outfought him when we played him at home and drew 0-0 and he outfought Jacket tactically when we played him away as well. Would you not say that was just blatantly down to two major mistakes though? No, because I thought, Blues, I thought Blues was way better than us when we played at St Andrews. Really? Because we would have won that game 1-0 if it wasn't for kind of the mess up in the box where Madol tried to clear well, it away and then Goldboard's mistake just giving the ball I, away. I, 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 I mean, it hurts me to say this but I thought Blues had more of the game than us when we played mm. up St Andrews. I can't think of us worrying their keeper too many times or looking dangerous where mm. they looked a lot more dangerous going forward than we did. Before we end on predictions and, and the podcast this week, I want to let's be a bit more serious this time and talk about if, and it could happen easily, a defeat on Saturday. Many are suggesting already about it could be the nail in the coffin for Jacket. I can't believe I'm now even suggesting this, but... Mm. Could Saturday with a defeat, even more significant defeat, really put pressure or even so spell the end for a for Kenny Jacket of Wolves? He won't because we haven't got an owner. Mm. So, and without an owner, you ain't going to get anyone better. So, I said it from the first game of this season that something was really wrong with him and he's been doing stupid, strange things all season long. And it took a while until after the pre- Preston second half by the sounds of it and then the two games after that, it seemed like we were back to normal again. But that Brentford debacle last week was just, that was unacceptable. Mm. And then Middlesbrough, you try and get it right. And then the defensive situation, every week he does something stupid, is an nail in his coffin. And it's it's not just the last few weeks, it's, it's been coming since August. And it's not, <laughs> yeah, it might be, yeah, he's done well for two years. Mm. Fine. But Nigel Atkins did well for Southampton and they kicked him out. Yeah. And look at them now. So, you can't be sentimental about these things. If it carries on... I mean, I think if, if we continue on the format we're in at the minute, we've got, the board will be left with no choice but to relieve him of his duties. Mm. But, uh, 
it's it's just concerning, you know, with the cloud out of the club and being up for sale, who would then come to a club where they could have a new owner in six months? I mean, they won't because we won't mm. be sold in six months, but, you know, there's a possibility that we could, obviously. Who who would... Yeah, it's a game start looking then that if, if that's the case, you get just lower league managers who are grateful yeah. for the chance. That's what mm. you get. You'd, uh, you wouldn't get any quality managers at that or, point. No. Or journeyman managers who, exactly. like you say, are grateful for the chance and will just work under, under any condition because yeah. they're going to be managing Wolves yeah. in like, the Championship. And the old Warnock. Yeah. Or Paul Lintz, who's, been, who's apparently rumoured to be top of the list if Kenny Jacket goes, which, you know, yeah, he was great for Wolves. We had some great memories, but no, not as manager. But it's like I said earlier in the week. At the moment, Wolves' best chance at the moment is for Kenny Jacket to succeed and get it right. Because yeah. I just think that, like we've all said, if we get rid of him, unless Wolves can pull off some kind of doozy and bring someone of quality in who can work with the players and work with limited money, you're just going to get, like you said, Adam, a, a lower league manager, a junior manager, and Wolves will be like what Leeds, Forest, Sheffield Wednesday, these top teams have been there for many years. Mediocre mid-table Get a few wins, one you know, for a bit. Get a few losses. It, the season is pointless because nothing happens. Mm. And with you know a lack of investment, we don't even know what Morgan's investment's going to be until we we get sold. What's going to happen? You know, and you look at what Jacket's done for the couple last couple of years. You know, fundamentally, he's a good manager. Kenny Jacket wouldn't wouldn't have been chosen as the best football manager in the Championship by Four Four Two magazine at the start of the season. That magazine would have said that Wolves would be promoted this season, champions. Or, or, or champions. <laughs> If they didn't think that Kenny Jacket didn't possess something, so there is something got, fundamentally there. Got, about Kenny got, I think he's got he's got a bit of credit in the bank from yeah. what he's done, and ultimately, well, now as Jez is the de facto owner, it's 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 his call. I don't I don't think it'll take for me. It'll take two or three more bad results mm. until something seriously. Then what? There'll be serious consideration. Um, any more Brentfords that might ex- that might yeah. accelerate the process a little bit, um, but. I can't see it imminently. If we lose, say, a slim loss to Birmingham, I can't see anything happening. If it's a Brentford-esque performance and a 2-3 and the old hammer in, then any result the following game will may see something happen, perhaps. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but are our next three, Blues away, Bristol City away, Burnley at home? Yes. yes, the Bees. We could, you know, they're all on, on a lot better form than us at the moment, and... We could easily be looking at three defeats from the next three, which would then be six in six. Yeah, yeah, six yeah. defeats in six. And well, that is yeah. What Tim Sherwood form is yeah. <laughs> even saying all that. I hope he turns it around. Oh yeah, he's, he's a nice guy. It seems like he's a nice guy. Whenever you talk, hear him on telly, he he seems to talk sense, but then not he not for the last couple of months. Contradicts himself mm. in. But the football we played in League One and for parts of last year. Some of the best I've ever seen, mm. and it was great fun. But there's, there's got to be a, a time when you got to draw the line and say, "Nah, sorry, thanks, but we, we need to sort this out." And you know, Moxie does have a reputation of finding good managers. I know the whole when McCarthy yeah. got sacked is a bit up in the air because I don't know whether that was perhaps maybe walking and Moxie together and it turned out to be Terry Connor. But you know, McCarthy was a Moxie person, turned out to be a good signing. Jacket was a Moxie person, turned out to be a good signing. So at least if the day came, if Jacket went, I know that it'd be in a different scenario, but you would trust that Moxie would perhaps find the right person. Anyone have any, again, I can't believe I'm even suggesting this, but anybody got any suggestions if we were to get rid of Jacket? I've got one personally, but anyone else, anyone at all? 
Well, Steve Evans will be sacked by Leeds by the time that happens. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I've got no idea. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, you can't you can overlook Hasselbank's job at Burton, mm. but again, it's, it's, it's still come? a risk, isn't it? Then why would he come? I think, it, I mean, if I would leave. I mean, you'd imagine we could lure somebody away from Burton. Yeah, but if, if he takes Burton up to the Championship... Yeah, why leave? Yeah. Why why leave? <laughs> because I mean, look at the resources going to have a birth. Yeah, but if he ch- if he takes him up, then he could get a Premier League job. Mm. Rather than just. But then, if he can't, Wolves turned our season around. He could get a Premier League job. But he'd be a Premier League manager with us. Ooh, it's it's like I think there's, in my mind at the moment, there's kind of I've got three choices: the, the best choice, the hipster's choice, and I think what would be the realistic choice, the best choice. Tim Sherwood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if um, everything was going swimmingly, Nigel Pearson. I think it would work perfectly. Like he'd be a bit more like nah, manager. No way. It'd pain me if he came in because I, yeah. I don't like him. No, but, but I think it, I, I think he knows the championship. He knows how to get teams up. Yeah, and he knows how to keep teams in the Premier League as well. Hipster's choice would never happen. Gary Rowett always liked that. You know, yeah, but look what he's done at Birmingham. He technically would be but in the same. See scenario. that that worries me because you know when somebody's done good at a rival. And then the go, and he'd just completely lose mm. good lord that I'll for the next 10 years, so <laughs> I couldn't be having that one either. Realistic choice, and I know this guy really div- uh, divides opinions, right? And there was a, I'm going to explain a reason why. Carl Robinson at MK Dons. Oh, yes. yes right? Yes, yes. Because Carl Robinson is a very much a development manager. He really works with players, young players, and develops them like Kenny Jackett, so it fits that mould again. And another little thing as well, he helped um, Benicophobi when they got him firing. You keep Benicophobi still doing what he's doing, the team's still going to click over. And he's still, I would presume, have a good relationship with Benica Vobe. And I think that is the type of manager that Wolves would try and attract. Somebody who will keep on the philosophy that we're trying to do under Jacket. Winkleman wouldn't say no to either being a Wolves fan, would he? So that's, that's probably got some kind of it's a, step, it's a step up, isn't it? And he'd be under the... I presume he may be still under the same financial restrictions that he's at MK Dons. He's probably got a bit more money at MK Dons, but they probably don't spend as much as... A club that Wolves can spend. Yeah. That's what. But I really do hope that Kenny Jackie just turn it around because I don't think we. I, I can't believe we're talking about that he could be going. No, no, look, they'll listen to this and we'll get our old player, Carl Robinson, from Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's do predictions for Saturday lunchtime on Sky uh, at WWFC Fancast. Get your away day excuses in if you're watching on telly, of course. Luke Thompson, you got at the moment. Uh, he's telling you for Saturday. Oh, I can see us losing two one again, but I don't want to. Don't like to predict us to lose. I'll say one all. One all. You are allowed to predict a loss. I don't like really... to. No. Okay. No. He does it every week. So, <laughs> so, so, so your heart is telling you one all, but your gut is telling you two one yeah. loss. Yeah. yeah. Stu. <laughs> I think we're going to get absolutely slaughtered and humiliated. Yeah. It could quite easily be four or four. It depends on the de- defensive situation. Mm. Though. If someone comes in who's Got two feet, then fine. But we, it might not be four or five. That's the, that, at the minute, on this Tuesday. I mean, it, it might completely be going form and we could snatch like one or two nil, something like that. But I, even though we can't see it this time. What are you going for then? Three nil. Three nil. Adam. I don't like to predict a loss either, but I'm going to because it's the realistic choice. <laughs> and I, I think it will be a 2-1 loss. Mm. I'm giving us the benefit of us at least having a goal. But with that defence and how Birmingham are playing, I can't see us winning. I'm going to go for a three-one loss as well. A sweep, a near sweep across the board. I just, I just can't. I think, like you said, I think we will get a goal, but I just can't see. 
With the four Birmingham, I can't see where the... And with Damari Gray running at Matt Doherty. Yeah. Scary thoughts. But your watch will also prove us wrong. And it's on I Halloween as well. So then you've got all... Oh. Full, like, all Sky and the papers to come out with the puns. What, what pun could we have for Wolves losing? You can't really have Nightmare, can you? Because there's what... what not, there's it's in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Horror show. Horror show. Yeah. Um, we've got Horror show for Wolves. It writes itself. It's going to be something better than... Something better, so, so that you can put in a player on with that blood bath. It's raining itself. Come on, son, give me a job. Yeah, you know what's gonna happen? Here? <laughs> That's the title of next week's podcast Blood Bath. <laughs> that, that guy who destroyed us on the slightly thing. Jamaican yeah. podcast next week. Blood Bath. <laughs> <laughs> If you can come up with a better one, tell us. Yeah, I no, I don't think can. I've got the points this week for that. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Evans week. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, You're not going to do Bristol. No. <laughs> just can't get <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> When we, when we win on Saturday, we'll do an emergency podcast and talk about how Wolves are the greatest team in the world. Well, apart until then, no. We'll let people make their own assumptions okay. on that game. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so thank you very much for listening follow us on Twitter at WWFC Fancast Facebook Wolves Fancast check out our website WolvesFancast.com and email us with any stories anecdotes or musings we like getting emails and read them out it's like when you get a letter as a kid it's very rare isn't it it's like oh I've got a letter we like, we, we like I don't that. think kids get letters anymore but you know as a kid you do you see the odd letter yeah. and you're like you know mum and dad get a letter <laughs> I, I deliberately subscribed to things so I could get letters I got a game once randomly for free, like this flying game, and I, I, to this day I'm like, don't know why it came to me. <laughs> I used to play these management games, but you did them like through mail. Oh right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they'd send you the pack, and then you'd like say, I want to play. This is the team I want to play, um, and then you'd send all the information back, and then they'd put all the information onto the computer and what the other people had sent you, and generate the results and send you the pack the next week of how you've got on. So this is like Dream Team, but really, really, really <laughs> slow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like football manager, but like on paper. And if you wanted to do a transfer, so I always remember, I was, I was about 10, and I found up this guy from Peterhead, because I wanted to sign one of his players. But no, it used to be like Match Magazine and stuff. Yeah, I remember it. I never did it. Because he wasn't that I can't believe you've never heard of that. No. <laughs> yeah. That is what we're going to play next week when we won. That's going to be what we're going to leave it on. And then we're going to tell everybody, don't support Wolves anymore. Just leave at that moment. <laughs> End on a high. Uh, and that's all we've got. I say, oh, we've got time for this week. We've done all the whole outro. So for this week, yeah, bye from Adam. Bye-bye. Bye from Stu. <laughs> bye from Luke. See you later. And it's bye from me. We'll see you next time. You see it every day. The first dollar you earned from your first customer. Now it hangs on your wall at headquarters. 
a reminder of where you started and the promise of what's still to come. In part because you rely on Sandy Spring Bank to help you make the right choices on real estate and equipment loans, treasury management, and commercial services. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your business. Visit sandyspringbank.com business. Credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank. The U.S. Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp.